Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Shabbos. Kodesh Shabbos. Daf Kuf Hey Kuchazarim Yisrael. Daf Kuf Dal Digamar. Daf Kuf Dal Menalf. Went through the orders of the letters, the significance of the alphabets, why exactly they're in this order, and what exactly each one of the alphabets means. The Gemara on the bottom, Dash and some of the using the Akbash system. Then we saw the Gemara on the base went through more about the Melacha of Ksiva. A person who writes two letters, which is Miskayim and Shabbos, going to be Chayiv. We saw if he writes on his skin, he's going to be Chayiv as well. Machlekes if he etches it, if he tattoos it into skin, if he's going to be Chayiv, is that a normal way to write or not? Then we saw the Gemara on the bottom, which said that a person who writes one letter into Varya. And one letter in Tiperi is going to be Chayev. The Gemara said, because in the other, in the case of our Mishnah, you'd actually have to do a Maisa. You have to cut the letters out and put them together in order to be Chayev. However, over here, it's not missing a Maisa Kreva. All you have to do is bring them close together, but you're not missing a Maisa, and therefore you're going to be Chayev. Today, about Hashem, we're going to learn about the source for acronyms in the in the Torah. Then we're going to start with Hashem, the 13th parak, which is going to start with the Mishnah about the Malacha of Ariga, the Malacha of Weaving, and then the Gemara and the is going to talk about the Malacha of Korea, the Malacha of Ripping. So let's see the Gemara on the top of Daf Kofem and Alf says the Gemara. A person writes one letter. For example, a person writes a rash and he writes a line on top, meaning it stands for the word Rebbe. Is it going to be Chayv or not? Do we say since it stands for words, it's going to be Chayv? The Chacham say Potter, because at the end of the day, he only wrote one letter. How do we know this idea that the Torah will sometimes write things which are acronyms which stand for something else? You could have a word in the Torah which also stands. Each letter represents another word. Says the Gemara, the Pasuk has in regards to Avram. This Pasuk can be dashing that Avamayin is stands for that you, Avram Avinu, are a father to all the nations. You are the chosen one from all the nations. And the word Hamayin stands for you are Chav amongst the nations. And the Rishayin over here point out that we're dashing the hay and the Ches, that the hay and the Ches are interchangeable. They quote Yushami in the Sound Background of the Shabbos, which says that the Chachamun would sometimes switch up a hay and a Ches because they're very similar. And we spoke out this in Kagado that the Meshachach, Matartim, and others say that this is a Joshim Bidarabana, obviously. This is a type of way of dashing the Psukim on a Dirabana level. It says the Gemara, so Chav and then Melech and the mem in Hamayin stands for that you're going to be a malach amongst the nations. You're going to be Vasik, which you saw in Masechus Brachas, referring to the Sikhan. You're going to be an Anav. You're going to be special amongst the nations. And you're going to be Neman. You're going to be trustworthy amongst the nations. Rabbi Yechon himself brings out another Makar in the Torah for the idea of acronyms. The word Anoichi is a Nutrikin, is an acronym for says, I myself have written the Torah. I myself have my writings is in the Torah. say that this drasha, this acronym of Anoichi stands for that a Amir and Ima, a pleasant writing, a Kaddish Baruch wrote, meaning a Kaddish Baruch saying that I wrote a pleasant Torah, the Torah is pleasant. Ikadamri and some people say, that you you word you read the acronym Anoichi backwards, you start with the Yud and you dash in, Yavi Ksiva Ne'emonen Amri, I said a Ksiva, I wrote something which is trustworthy, which is straightforward, again referring to the Torah, to Be'er Abnasen Emre, Be'er Abnasen say, they have another acronym in the Torah, this is the Pasuk in regards to Bilam Russia that the Ma'ach tells Bilam, your donkey doesn't want to go, and the Malach explains to him because he has not because the donkey's afraid because he sees the Malach in front of him, so he doesn't want to go. Shmuel, Tana, Shmuel, have another acronym. Karmal, the Pasuk is in regards to the carbon Michasa, Emir, and Darshan. Karmal, the grain has to fill up hills, which means that the grain has to be very soft, it has to be the best type of grain they're bringing for the Michasa, Emir. Rabach, Rayakov, Rabach, Rayakov has another acronym. The Pasuk says, The Pasuk is talking about Dona Malach, who's telling Shlema, he's complaining about Shimon Ger, and this is a Nutrikin for it, it's an acronym for it. Noyafu, Mayavi, Retzechu, Tseru, Tayevu, that David Malach was telling Shlema that 
Shimon Ger was a Nayev, he was disgusting, he was a Mayav, he was from Ritzeach, he was a Tuesday enemy, and he was a Tuesday, he was disgusting. That Yehuda says to Yosef, he's telling Yosef that we're good, we're tzaddikim, and this stands for, Tzaddik stands for, and we will submit to you, we'll listen to you, so you should not complain about us. Again, so we have a bunch of Sukkim at the different Tanaim quoted, which tell us about the idea of acronyms that the Pasuk will sometimes say a word, which stands for something else. A person who writes two letters, one in the morning, one at night, and two alamis, which means that he forgot he forgot that it was Shabbos, and he wrote one letter, then he remembers in between, and then he forgets again. And the Chum hold you're going to be Pater, because we'll see the Gemara, and this is whether a Chatishir is considered a Yediyah or not. And again, there's Rashi and Taisov here. We spoke out Taisov, the Taisov learns our Mishnah Kapshutai, that the Mishnah is referring to two halamis, that it means that you remembered in between that it was Shabbos, and you forgot again, you wrote the second letter. But Rashi ever learns that even if you do not forget in between, Rashi in the over here says, Kim the Kaimon Rashi, we learned that since there was a big amount of time, there was a big period of time in between the morning and the afternoon, therefore we look at it automatically as if you had another helm, you're going to be chayef. Taisa disagrees. Taisa tells another, actually has to be another forgetting. You actually have to remember in between and then forget. Now says the Gemara, Maikam Mifli, what's the Machaikas? We're going to leave us over, and you Rabban and Sarah, Yeshi did the Chatishir. The Machaikas says, do we say that if a person remembers in between, that's considered a good idea, that's considered something which breaks up the first thing that he did and the second thing I did. And therefore, if you hold that, Yeshi did the Chatishir. Share. If you hold that, it's considered substantial knowing in between. Then the halacha is like, then the rabbanon say you're going to be potter because we look as if there are two separate malachas that you did and we're not mitzvah for them. However, Rambam holds that any idea of share, that a idea in between a half of malacha, half of chati uh, share is not going to be considered substantial idea, and therefore the halacha is you're going to be mechayim. We're going to mitzvah both of the letters. Hajar halacha ba'ina we should be zeicher to be mechayim and live with the things that we learned in this parak. It says the halachah mission of Now we're going to segue into the malacha of ariga, the malacha of weaving. And then the mission of the base is going to talk about the malacha of Korea, the Malacha of ripping. Now, in order to learn really this Mishnah properly in this short Amit over here, I would highly recommend taking a look at a picture of a loom. They have a great picture on Oldaf or anywhere else you'd like to take a look. Pirish Chai, in an art school, Masifta, any Kemar which has a nice picture of what the loom looks like, or you could just take a look online, look what ancient looms look like, or even contemporary looms look like, just so you can get a basic picture of what we are going to be talking about in the Mishnah, the Mishnah and the Gemara over here. It's really just this half Amit which you just have to get this picture. So, again, if you have the time, you could take a look what exactly it used to look like. We'll just try to give a short, quick Akdama, and then we'll be able to explain what the Pasha shot, the simple reading in our Mishnah and Gemara is. Basically, a loom, the idea of a loom is you're trying to weave, you're trying to create clothing, and the different types of designs you could create on the loom. However, the basic idea is that you're going to have warp threads and weft threads, which is you're going to have threads that are going along the length of the loom and threads that are going on the width of the loom. And what you do is you have these heddle eyes, which basically what their idea is that you have to take the horizontal threads and they have to go through the vertical threads and they go through every other one. But you don't have to do it. You don't have to want to go up and down, up and down, up and down, every single one, because that would take a very long time. So what you do is you create this, these heddle, the, the heddle rings, which what they do is they, you have a pole and they have a bunch, you have these rings tied to the pole and then these, ring, these rings are tied to the long strings, to every other string. And what you do is you just pick up the pole and then all of, every single other, other, every other string now gets picked up and now you could just go straight through, you could just send one horizontal thread through the entire loom. So that's the idea of these heddle that's going to be the malacha of Eisesh That's basically the idea of our Mishnah, and again, I would highly recommend just taking a picture to get the basic idea of how the looms work. So it says the Mishnah, Reb a person who starts making a bag of the lachas, he has to sew three, he has to weave three threads in order to be chayv, but if he just sews one on a bag which is already woven, he's just adding on to something which is already woven, the lachas is going to be chayv, even if he just does one thread, because 
is that is going to be significant. Whether he's starting a baguette, if it's in the middle of a baguette, is always going to be for for two threads. A person who makes two heddle eyes, like we explained before, he ties two of these rings, in the heddle, which we're going to see in the Gemara about this, all these are cases of things that a person would weave, set up, and he would set up these heddle eyes. And Rash explains that they're not exact, they're not all these specific rings, but they're similar to this idea where you're trying to tie something to pick up the long strings. So Allah is always, you're going to be chayiv in Allah of Shtebatinirin. But Taibur Shtebatinirin says the Mishnah person who sews two tvirs are karmalas litvar Shtebatinirin, a person who rips in order to sew two tvirs, Allah is, he's going to be chayiv. Now it says, Yagi Gemara Kiyasri Abitzak, Tani Shtein, Vaanan Tan Shlesha, says the Gemara Abitzak taught in a bright, so you're going to be chayiv if you do two threads. But asking Mishnah, we saw three, we saw that Rebbe our Mishnah said three, and now we have another bright which says two. And says the Gemara, like Kash, Habali, Mehabik, Tini, depends if they are thick rope, thick threads or thin threads. And it explains so we're not sure which way it was the tarot said, meaning in which case you need three, and in which case you need two to be chai. So some people said over this way, if you have three thick threads together, they're not going to unravel. However, if you have two thick threads together, they're going to unravel. Sometimes when you have two very thick things together and you tie them together, since they're very thick, they unravel very easily. So therefore, if they're thick threads, then you have to so you have to weave three of them in order to be chai. However, katini, if they're thin threads, then then even two will not unravel, and therefore you'll be you'll be chayev even if you just weave two threads. And some people say it the other way that katini klasa that when you have thin threads, then you need to weave three of them because yidi because then you'll be be significant, will be substantial, you'll be able to tell that you're weaving. Trail yidi, however, two very thin threads, it's not clear you actually wove anything, and therefore you're not going to be chayev. However, alimi train hamidi. However, if you if you weave two big threads, then lachas are going to be chayev because it's very clear that you are weaving something, you're weaving threads together. Says the more like your tanya. A person who sews three in the beginning and one and he connects it to a beggar that he already did, Allah is going to be chai. Like we saw in our Mishnah, sign the beginning, sign the end. Allah is going to be chayiv with two chutin. However, if you so at the edge of a baguette, then if you even if you weave two chutin, which is the width of three batinirin, three of these headlights, the halachas are going to be chayiv. Now we're going to see more later on in the Mishnah on the base that normally in order to be chayiv for weaving, it has to be a more significant width. It has to be wider. It has to be the width of between your middle finger and your index finger spread apart. So this is a much smaller shear. So it says Gemara, why you chayiv when you make the hem? When you make the edge of the beged, the halachas are going to be chayiv even if you weave not with not such a big width, which is a very small width. Why are you going to be chayiv? Explains the Gemara. Halamaz then what's this comparable to? Eric tells the the person who weaves a small belt that this belt is very small. It's very it's not it's very narrow, and therefore even though it doesn't have a very big width, since you're making something which is chasher, you're making a belt. Therefore, it doesn't have such a big shear. The width doesn't have to be so big. So says the Gemara. So over here, when you're making the edge of a beged, since that is a separate pattern, as a separate chashivas, therefore it doesn't have to be so wide, and you're going to be chayiv. As long as it has the width of three batinirin, says the Gemara. The bris we just said, the bris we just quoted said that a person who weaves three, he's going to be chayiv. Says the Gemara, stomach Rebbelezer. That stam, this Tanakama is going like Rebbelezer. We saw in the Mishnah that you have to sew three in the beginning and the beginning of a bag and one in the middle of the bag in order to be chayiv. And we have another bright that says, A person who weaves two threads on a gas, which is a clothing which you already started, even one. And Continue and say, but Safashnechutin and on the hem and on the edge, you have to sew two chutin, break of shlashabatinirin, like we explained before, the width of three batinirin, even though it's not so wide, chayv, you're going to be chayv, because it's at the edge of a bag bag and it has a special design, therefore you're going to be chayv, even though it's not so wide. And says the Gemara Mazadema, what's this comparable to like we said like we said before, the Eric Tiltakatnishnechutin, I'll rechabatinirin, like explained before, we had a belt which was not so wide, the Allah is going to be chayv.
with this year. So the Bryce we just said, quote, that Bryce we just quoted, the Tanakhama said that if you, if you weave two threads, it's going to be chayv. It says, Gemara, stomach rabban. And the stomach is going like the rabban. So again, we just quoted two Bryce's. One Bryce has said that the lacha is that you have to weave three threads. So that's going like the rabban. And now we just quoted Bryce which said that you have, you're chayv if you weave two threads. So this says, Gemara, that is going like the rabban. And that we said before, the rabban in our mission are hold that in order to be chayv, you have to weave only two threads. It says, the mission said, what does it mean? My binirin. What does it mean? Binirin. Amrabaya. Tacti batinir. Vechada binir. They would tie these rings twice around the warp threads. At one time, they would tie it around itself. Being like we explained, they would tie these rings around every other warp thread, and then they'd be able to pick up all of the threads at the same time, so that they could stick the horizontal threads going through, and then they would tie it around itself once to make sure that it was tight. And that's what it means. Binir. Says anyone right to be curious? My be curious. Wasn't be curious. Amrav. Mitzvisa. It's talking about a heddle frame. Rash explains that the fancier looms would have this pedal they would be able to push that would pick up the entire frame. That's the mission talking about. Says Gemara right about taper based spheres. Hatanina about malacha is about taper based spheres. Ask Gemara, but the mission already said before we had the mission in Kalga. Though the mission said a person who sows two spheres is going to be chayav and shabbos. So why do we have to speak it out? And to the Gemara, we should be the mission is saved about kareh amnas. For since the mission at the end wants to talk about the malacha of kareh amnas to sow, so that's why it spoke about also about sowing based spheres. Tanina me taper vekeres. That's what the mission spoke about sowing as well. Says Gemara, Nami Tanina about malacha is ask the Gemara. What do you mean? Taper and kareh also spoke out in the mission in Kalga. So why are you telling me that the mission spoke out sowing because Want to teach about ripping as well, but that also ripping was also top of the mission in Klagava. And we'll see in the next mission. The mission is going to talk about specific cases of a person ripping, a person who rips when he's angry, a person who rips when he has somebody who's nifter. So that's why our mission spoke about Korea and Typhur. But again, really, it's just a repetition of the mission we had earlier on. The reason why I taught it was Agav, the next mission, which is going to talk about the Malcha of Korea and Typhur. Says the Agmar, right to Rakhra, and that's the first eight What's a case where a person's going to rip in order to sow? Why don't you just sow properly the first time? Says the Gemara, Avdi Kikis. So what happened was you made, you were sowing, and it turned out very lumpy, and you want to fix it. So what you do is you rip it, and then you re sow it straighter. So that's a case where you're Korea, you're ripping something, I'm not to sew back up better. Says the Hilgimar right there, says the Mishnah, Kareba a person who rips when he's very angry, he rips something because he's mad, or or somebody who's nifter, so he rips, and all other cases where a person rips, where it's a destructive act, Allah is going to be putter. I Meaning in these cases, he's ripping, it is a destructive act. He's not ripping for anything for a constructive purpose. Therefore, you're going to be putter. However, which is Amanas Lasakin, if you're doing something which is destructive, but you're doing it in order to fix something, like Amanas Lutra, Allah is, the shear is Kamasak, and the shear is how much you would do for the Isra of the, what you're going to fix. For example, like we said before, Amanas Lutra, base fear, said you have to rip in order to make two so, stitches. Says my writer, Shira Malabain, Aminabit, Satsevea, Vatevea, Kamlai Rachavasit Kafal. The share for all these Malachas in regards to Begadim, in regards to cleaning the Begadim, in regards to combing them, dyeing them, spinning them, is Kamlai Rachavasit Kafal is between the index finger and the middle finger, doubled over, so that space. Is how much a person has to do of any of these malachas in order to be chayav and shabbos. However, in regards to riga, in regards to weaving, the shear just is between the space of your index finger and the middle finger, one not doubled over. So the only one time that space and not doubled over like the other malachas. Says Vera, I'll ask you a steer in our mission. It said that a person who rips because he's angry or because he has a, he was a relative with just nifter and he's kareya. The mission said he went to pater. Ramino asked the Gemara, Kareya A person who rips because he's angry or because somebody one of his close relatives were nifter, he's going to be with a steer between our Mishnah and the Bryce speaks out also that's the and the Mishnah speaks out even though you were over a Malach on Shabbos because you were Karayan Shabbos you were Yetzi your Chiv of Kriya you were Yetzi your Mitzvah of ripping for your relative now there's a very interesting Yushami over here where the Rishanim quote that Yushami asks I to a Mitzvah Avera and the Yushami is Machalik between when the Mitzvah comes through the Avera or just happens to be that you did a Mitzvah and Avera but it didn't necessarily come back through the Mitzvah interesting discussion with Yushani over here there's two 
whether a person who carries a matzah out on Shabbos and he eats the matzah is going to be a problem it's a habab of or not interesting discussion over here but ask the Gemara either way we have a steer between Amish and the Brisa answers Gemara the Tarot says there's a difference between whether he's if he's ripping for an individual who's not related to him so he's not mochiv to rip so then it's considered a mechalka it's considered a destructive act and there's going to be a potter however when we just said in this Brisa you're going to be chayah that's talking about where a person ripped for one of his relatives which he's mochiv to rip so then it's a constructive purpose he's doing it for the Letzarecha Mitzvah and then he's going to be chayah ask the Gemara our Mishnah says Mesai so how can you tell me that our Mishnah is talking about a random person a person who's not related to him and that's what you're potter but our Mishnah says Mesai it sounds like somebody that he's related to and it says Gemara Mesai really both the Mishnah and the Brisa are talking about somebody who is his mate somebody that he's close to so the difference is that Aramish is talking about somebody who's not one of his Zion cravings, not somebody that he's mechuyv to rip for, it's not somebody he has to sit show for. But the Bryce is talking about somebody who is his relative, his close relative, who's mechuyv to ship, so who's, who he's mechuyv to rip for, and that's why he's going to be a chayv. And says the Gemara, and says the Gemara, now we're going back and saying, even if it's a person who's not mechuyv to sit up for, it's not one of his relatives, if he's a chacham, if he's a big time chacham, then he's mechuyv to rip. The sign we learned in the Bryce, a chacham shemesa, a chacham that died, we learned this is Mesech, my cousin, that if you have a big time chacham, who's nifter, a kol krev, everybody's considered his relatives, says the Gemara, everybody's the relative of a big time chacham. What no? So what, what does it mean? Ella, ema kol kikrayv. Everybody is like his relatives. Hakol kari love. Everybody rips when they hear that he was nifter. Hakol chutz in love. Everybody rips till their shoulder and they walk out like that in public. Hakol mavin love berchava. And everybody eats the first meal. The halacha is an avol eats the first meal and people people feed him the first meal. He doesn't make the first meal. So the halacha is by chacham as well that everybody eats together. They are fed. So as to gemara. If the person that we are talking about was a big time chacham, so you'd mechuyv trip as well. And says the Gemara, let's read chacham. So explains the Gemara. Yeah, this person that we're talking about was not a close relative, and he was not a chacham. So therefore, you're not mechuyv trip, and that's why you're going to be there. And says the Gemara, the adam kasher chuyv mechayv. But if this person whose nifter was an adam kasher, also you'd be mechuyv trip. The sign you learned in the brayso of ma mason banu b'nayso shal adam kishem ketanim. Why do people's children die when they are young? Kedei sheyivka v'savah adam kasher. So that they are both they cry and they're misavah properly in adam kasher. Ask the Gemara, kedei sheyivka because this person should cry in the future. He didn't do anything wrong yet. But you're telling me that in order to encourage him to sit Avelis properly and to cry properly when Adam Kasher dies, you're going to take his children away? It doesn't make any sense. He did anything wrong yet. Because this person didn't respect the Adam Kasher was nifter properly. He didn't cry when the Adam Kasher was nifter. That's why the children are taken away from him young. Because anybody who cries when Adam Kasher is nifter, because of the cover that he's doing. So ask the Gemara again. So if this person who's not related to his Adam Kasher, also he should be and he should be chayim and Shabbos. Ask the Gemara, like Tzrichet, Lava, Adam Kasher. Tarot says that this person was not Adam Kasher. He was not one of his relatives. He was not a Tamil Chacham. He was not Adam Kasher. And therefore, he was not Mechayv to Rip. Says the Gemara, Vidu Kai Bishasit Yis Neshama. If this person was standing there, Bishasit Yis Neshama, as a person was Nifter, Chayv Mechayv. The Malach is again your Mechayv to do Kriya. The sign you learned in the Brayso B'Shem Lazarim or Ha'im and Alamayz Bishasit Yis Neshama. Chayv the Kriya. A person who is standing on top of a dead per- a person while he's dying and he sees a person die, Malach is Chayv to Rip. Lomaz Adaimit. What's this compatible to? Let's say Vatarish and Israf. Two A Sevatarish is being burnt and there's a lot of beautiful Pshat in the Rishayim over here. Rashi's Pshat over here. The Rishayim quote another Pshat from Rashi. Ramban and Sevatarish Adam has another beautiful Pshat. What exactly is the comparison between a sevater being burnt and seeing somebody being nifter in front of you? So if you take like a rash over here, Rashi explains. Af nishmas Yisrael, and he tells us 
because every single person in Klai Yisrael has Torah Mitzvah, every single person, even if they're not the biggest Tamil Chachim, the Gemara is referring to somebody who's not necessarily an Adam Kasher, he's not necessarily a person who's an Adam Kasher, he's a regular person in Klai Yisrael, you're at any person, says the Gemara, it's comparable to seeing a Saber Torah being burnt because everybody says Rashi has Torah Mitzvah, Rashi's Rashi, the Rishenim quote another Rashi, which says that a person now loses the opportunity to learn Torah Mitzvah and therefore we're crying, it's comparable to Saber Torah that's being burnt because now a person loses that potential to learn. Explains that the neshama of every person is comparable to Sefer Torah, and the body of a person is the cheft of a Sefer Torah. The Briskerav has a beautiful pshat based on this, a beautiful idea how we have to recognize and treat ourselves like a cheft of Torah, a Sefer Torah itself. But anyway, says the Gemara. So if, this, if a person was there while he watched a person die, then he should be chayiv as well because Allah is chayiv too. Rip says Gemara. Answers the Gemara. Yeah, we were talking about a case where the person did not watch the person actually die in front of them, and therefore he's not chayiv to rip. So again, the Gemara was just explaining that this person that we saying that the person not chayiv to rip on. This person was not one of his close relatives. He was not on the Kasher. He was not a Tam and he did not die in front of him. He was not Mukhiv to rip. There is a very interesting discussion. Allah said, "Do we rip in all of these cases, or do, are we not Mukhiv to rip?" For example, the person who works in a hospital and he's constantly seeing people being nifter in front of him, does he have to rip all the time? The Gesher Chaim, Takachinsky in the Sefer, talks a lot about this, and he brings down different reasons why people are mekel. Interesting discussion. Allah says, So we answer this routine: Mesa and Mesa. We said that our Mishnah is talking about a person who you're not Mukhiv to rip on, and therefore you're a Makaka. You went to Patri. And the Bryce, which said you're going to be Chayiv if you rip on Mesa, is talking about a case where a person was mechuyiv to rip was one of his relatives and therefore he was doing something constructive he was going to be chayiv it says we have not answered this steer we still our mission is that a person who rips when he's angry he's going to be patir and the bride said he's going to be chayiv we haven't answered that steer answers the gemara the tarot says the classical machlekes we've had before between the and the this the bride which said he's going to be chayiv is going to be chayiv that says you're going to be chayiv so therefore even though you were ripping and didn't have a constructive purpose you were just ripping because you were angry you're going to be chayiv and this is going according to Shimon the Mishnah, which said you're going to be potter. It's going like Shimon that says Malachim to Gubi going to be potter. And since over here you're just ripping without a constructive purpose, you're not doing a letzerich letzerich tefir letzerich sewing or for another constructive purpose. Therefore, Shimon says you're going to be potter. Says the Gemara, Eim to Shamle Rehuda Masakim Makalkim Shamle. Says Gemara, when do we hear that Rehuda holds you're going to be chayiv on Malachim to Gufa? That's when your Malachim to Gufa was not for the intended purpose of the Mishkan, but at least it was for something constructive. But when it's something destructive, Rehuda says you're going to be chayiv. So the chayiv over here as well, even though Rehuda normally holds you chayiv from Malachim to Gufa, but here, by the, when you're you're doing something destructive and no constructive purpose, so you should be pater and to the Gemara, Amar Oven, No, this is considered Misakin, No, because when a person rips, when he's angry, he's letting out his anger on, when he rips, and therefore that's considered something constructive, that's considered something positive, and therefore you are going to be chayav according to Rabbi Says the Gemara, okay, I got to be sorry, is it mutter for a person to rip just to get over his anger? A person who rips his clothing because he's angry a person who breaks Caleb because he's angry a person who throws around his money because he's angry he should be in your eyes as if he served by desire this is because this is the way of the Yitzhah today he tells you to do this small thing and the next day he tells you to do something a little bit bigger until you get to the point where you're ready to serve by desire and again the Vilna Gun explains that this is the way the Yitzhah works the Yitzhah knows he's not going to get you on the big of air if he tells a person to go serve by desire go do something which is extremely inappropriate of course you're not going to listen to him because you know that that's a terrible thing. However, if he tells you to do something small, which is wrong, then you can fall into the trap, and then the next day you can go a little bit further, a little bit further until you serve a desire. So ask the 
Gemara, Lechaira, this is not a constructive purpose. It's going to be Aser. It's Aser to rip things when you're angry, to throw things when you're angry. So it should not be considered something constructive. And Amar, in my crow, what? The Pasuk which brings out this point that the Yitzhara sometimes can bring a person to Dabai, to Zara, because the Pasuk says, Lay Bukhail, Zara, Lishtahel, and Echad. The Pasuk says a person shouldn't serve other gods and shouldn't bow down to them. Azuel, Zara, Shishu, Kushalat. And what is a foreign god that's in the body of a person? Now, the average Yitzhara, that's referring to Yitzhara. The Yitzhara can sometimes tell a person eventually to serve a Dazara. So ask the Gemara, Lachar, it should be Aser for a person to rip even when he's angry. And there's a very interesting point that the Bali Musa bring out from our Gemara. There's another Gemara like this in Shabbos where Tyson brings out that the Yitzhara is called Oyerach, a guest. And there's another Gemara like this, as Hashem will see him in Sephthus Nidarim, where there's a certain Nazar over there which said, turns to Yitzhara and says, Rasha, Lama, Atam, Eskab, Adam, Shalom, and Shacha, that he's talking to Yitzhara as if it's something external out of his body. So the Bali Musa point out that just like over here, we're talking about an Elzer Shishri Kushaladim. This is something which is not intrinsic to the person. The Yitzhara is not something which makes up the person. The person is made up of a Nishama, which is a Tzalmah Lekim, which is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And then there's this Yitzhara, which is an external force. And that's one of the ways the Bali Musa tells us that that's how we should fight the Yitzhara by telling the Yitzhara that you are not us. You are not intrinsically who we are. We are not our Yitzhara. We are our Yitzhara. We are our Nishama. We are our connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the Yitzhara is something external, something which is trying to get us. But it says the Gemara, answers the Gemara, like Tzricha. So answers the Gemara, the case of here, where you're going to be high when you're ripping, when you're angry. The case was we were trying to instill fear in your in your family, and we shine explain over that you're trying to give them muster, you're trying to teach them to do to act appropriately. And in this case, it's going to be mutter to show that you're angry. The Lord talks about how it has to be in a way that, of course, you yourself are not angry, and it's not actually coming from you. You're just trying to show your family that this is inappropriate, that they're doing something wrong, and you're giving them a Kaylee, which is already broken. Rosheshes Ramili let himself in Eurasia. Rosheshes poured bride on the head of his maidservant, Abba, Tarin Achmasa, and Abba broke a lid. So, says where you see this idea that sometimes a case will come up where a person has to act a little bit in a more extreme fashion in order to break to show that he is angry, to show that something is important to him. So, in this case, it's going to be considered constructive, and Rabbi Huda would hold, in this case, it's going to be Chayim. So, that's what we explain the, the steer between Hamasai and Hamasai. The answer is that when our mission said you're going to be Pater when you just ripped, that's when a person just ripped because he wants to get over his anger. In that case, you're going to be Pater, that's considered Makakal. However, in a case where a person ripped in order to give somebody Musar to show that he's angry, to show something's important to him, then that's considered constructive, and according to Rabbi you're going to be Chayim. Says Helgi Marvaiter. Anybody who cries over an Adam Kasher, who counts the tears and he puts it in his storage ash, and like the Pasuk says, puts the tears away and he counts them. Anybody who is he's lazy in the hospital of a chacham, he doesn't, he's not masked with a chacham appropriately, it's proper that he should be buried alive. And I've heard some big time when they give a hospital about another time of chacham, they speak with great trepidation because of our Gemara that it's a tremendous responsibility to be masked with somebody appropriately. Like the Pasuk says in regards to Yeshua, they grew up to be Gvon Achlosa, like from the Sarah Shabbar Ephraim, Mitzvah and Lahar, Gosh, and we died from this Pasuk. Then Malami Chirogashle and Lahar Lahargan, that the mountain was on top of them and wanted to kill them because they were not masked with Yeshua properly. So you see that when you're not masked with Amacham properly, you are at risk of your life. Amr Bechibar Abar Yechan, Kalmas Atlas, Pedish, Shachacham, Enamar Yamim, Mida Kneg and Mida, a person who is Miss Atlas doesn't, he's not masked with Echacham appropriately. 
He will die younger, meaning the Knecht and Rashi explains that he wasn't misavled on the fact that the Chacham died early, so so too he is going to die younger. So says the Gemara, Shinamar like the Pasuk says, it's talking about Mitzrayim, and the Pasuk says that just like Mitzrayim treated the Klaisel all terribly, so Mida Knecht and Mida, that's why they're going to be punished. So she said, yeah, that Kodesh Baruch punishes Mida Knecht and Mida. Now ask the Gemara, is it true that a person who's not masked by the properly is going to die younger? Says the Gemara, and he's not going to live a long life. And the Pasuk says, the Pasuk says that they had a Rikas Yam after, after Yeshua was Nefter. So you see that even though they're not masked with Yeshua properly, they still they had a Rikas Yam. So they, they, did not, they did not die young. And to the Gemara, to the back to Mavlai, you from Bavel, Yam Arichu, Shanam Arichu. They had a great life. They had long days, but they did not have a long life. Meaning, a person could have a wonderful life. He could live till 40 and have a great life, but he still die, dies young. You're going to tell me when the Pasuk gives a bracha and says you're going to have a long life. That means that you could have great days, but not actually live for a long time. Says Gemara, no, bracha shiny. In regards to a bracha, when a Kaddish bracha gives a person a bracha and says you're going to have a that actually means a person is going to live for a long time. However, when the Pasuk before said that they had a it doesn't necessarily mean that they lived till an old age, but they will have a wonderful life. Quick, as always, today the Gemara and the Menachem introduced us to the idea of acronyms. The Gemara wrote down a bunch of second which are related to acronyms in the Torah. Then we saw the Gemara on the bottom introduce us to the concept of Ariga, the idea of weaving, whether you are need to weave two threads or three threads in order to be chayv. And we learned about the Malach of Isis Debatinir and the person who makes two headalyzes and is going to be chayv on Shabbos. And then we saw the Gemara on the a mission which said that the person is Karev Hamasri Al Mesi is going to be Patri, we had a price which was says for that. The Gemara answered that you're going to be chayv and your Karea on somebody you're to rip on. And you're going to be Patri when you just rip down because that is something which is destructive and you're going to be Patri. And we saw Hamasri also that when you rip, when you're just angry, you're going to be Patri. However, when you rip, when you are trying to instill fear in your family for an appropriate reason, then you're going to be chayv. And then we just saw the Gemara on the bottom told us about the importance of being maspin etam rachma properly. Now, three quick hours before we stop today. This Gemara right over here, this Mishnah and our Gemara is very Nagah Lachlamaisa to opening potato chip bags on Shabbos. Why is it Nagah? Because the Mishnah over here spoke out that in order to be chayv for karet, it has to be karamanas lit. You have to rip in order to sew. Now, when we open up our potato chip bags, we have no intention to sewing up the potato chip bag again. We have no intention to closing it again. So the chayv should be not karamanas lit, it should be pater, pater avalatsa. At least it's a drabana, and then we could discuss exactly why we do matter. However, our Gemara taught us, and we spoke about this like here, and we saw the mission on Daph Ein Gimel. When we say it has to be Kriyam and you have to rip in order to sew back up again. Is the mission just giving an example of some sort of constructive positive purpose, and that's what the mission says Kriyam and Or is the Pshat that in order to be Chayav the Kriyam has to specifically have an because that was the way it was done in the Mishkan? So if you look, take a look at Rashi and Daph Ein Gimel, Rashi seems to have spoken out that that's how it was done in the Mishkan, and it would seem that you're only going to be Chayav the Kriyam and However, to be Shaynim point out from our Gemara, there's a Klaraya Lachira that even just Kriyam and Asasaki, even just ripping in order to for a constructive purpose is going to be as well, because our Gemara taught us that a Korea al and a Korea Bechamasa is going to be Chayv. These cases, a person is not ripping Amnas Litvar, he's not ripping in order to sew up again. So, Lachar, we see clearly from our Gemara that ripping in order to sew is, is not the specific Malacha. As long as you rip for a constructive purpose, Malacha is going to be Chayv. And then there's a discussion when a person opens up a Techa bag. Do we look at it as if he's ripping and that's considered a constructive purpose because he tried to get what's inside, or do we say no? The actual ripping of the bag, or whatever he's ripping, is considered destructive, and the fact that he's getting something inside does not make the actual act constructive. A very interesting discussion, a very long Berlacha in. I believe some in Shin Chavtes at the end. Very interesting discussion. Another, we saw the Gemara where it said that everybody in Klai Yisrael is daima. When a person sees somebody in Klai Yisrael die, he has to rip because it is daima to a Yisrael that's being burnt. I just thought it was very interesting that like we spoke out. This is not referring to specifically Talmud Chacham. We're not specifically talking about Adam Kasher. We're talking about anybody in Klai Yisrael. And Rashi and the Ramban, other Rishon explained to us because the importance of every single person is a Talmud like him. And when you see that person being nifter, they have the value, the status of a Yisrael. I was just thinking that it's pasha. A person goes to any other shul. A person goes to any community. 
community where there are Sefer Tariq, I mean, Ashkenaz, Sephardi, Hasidish, all types of communities, and he sees the Sefer Tariq, he gives it the same respect, he stands up for the Sefer Tariq, he treats it the same respect. Nobody would ever think it just because the Sefer Tariq is dressed a little bit differently, looks a little bit differently, you're not going to respect it. So the the same thing over here, everybody in class, so like we're telling us, is like a Sefer Tariq. We should try to work on this idea that we should respect them appropriately, especially in this week in Eretz Yisrael. It's Pashas Kairach, and the Baal Moser tells us one of the big reasons why we have Machlekes is because we do not recognize the value of every Jew, of every Nisham and Klaison. If we recognize their value, if we recognize how incredible each person truly is, we would have much less Machlekes. It's something to work on, especially during these weeks of Machlekes. And now, for the last hour today, the Gemara on the bottom spoke out the idea that a person can have a wonderful life, but not a Sayyid Yam. So it's a very interesting Rapsadi Gain and Munus today. It's about a Yam, where the Rapsadi Gain describes. How before a person is born, his guys are exactly how many years he's supposed to live. However, Sadiqan says a person could change that depending on how efficient he lives his life. So Tom Rachman Lego wanted explaining this to me with a mushal. That for example, a person who goes to the gas station and fills up his car with gas. So now he has a full tank. But now depending on how efficient he drives is going to depend on how many how much mileage he's going to get for his full tank. Meaning a person who does pedal to metal the old time, he's going to burn the gas very quickly and get very low mileage for his money. However, a person who drives carefully, drives slowly, then he's going to get much more mileage out of his full tank. So, so too when a person live depending on how a person lives his life is going to depend on how long he's going to live for. Meaning a person who just runs through his life and does not live efficiently, does not live the, his days to the maximum, he's going to die much younger. However, a person who lives his days effectively and efficiently, he will be zechah to true Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos Kodesh.